Welcome to the Quantum Alignment Q&A, Humboldt series, where we traverse through an array of healing modalities to educate, empower, and excite our listeners on their path of holistic health and wellness. In sharing various practitioners' experiences and insight, we hope to cultivate a deeper relationship between one's true self, the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies. Join naturopath, transpersonal psychologist, and cannabis therapy consultant, Dr. Pepper Hernandez, in the Humboldt Quantum Alignment Series. And now, here is your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Welcome, and thank you so much for taking time to be present with us today. Our intention for this podcast is for each and every one of us to get one step closer to the highest version of our aligned self each and every day, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. My guest today is Jasmine Hupp. She is the author of The Inside Guide, which is a psychedelic safety tip book I'm very excited to dig into. She is the former CEO, Women Grow. And she's here to talk with us about everything she's doing in the holistic world. Thank you, Jasmine, for being here. I appreciate your time. Thank you. I so appreciate your time. This is going to be great. I've been looking forward to having you on for quite some time. As I was sharing with you before the show that um, I geek out to your Instagram and I, I just love what you're doing for the world in general and healing in general. Can you tell our listeners who may not be as um, familiar with your work, what it is that you do in the world of holistic healing? Absolutely. And if you want to check out the Instagram account that Pepper is referring to, it's Jasmine, the inside guide. Uh, And you can see I'm up to all sorts of wacky and interesting um, tip of the future sphere kind of things. Uh, my, My main passion right now is holding silent meditation events. Um, And so having folks come out and really just get into the art of contemplation. And, but before that, uh, the majority of my work was with psychedelics and folks using psychedelics to do their contemplation. And uh, so that's where the book uh, comes from, which we'll talk about. And then before that, I was encouraging women to start businesses in the cannabis industry specifically, which is where my time as the co-founder and CEO of Women Grow comes from, is uh, working with women who wanted to start their own holistic health businesses and really pushing that forward. Um, And we can get into kind of why why I thought we had to do that and, 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 and how we, how that came to be. <laughs> Absolutely. Anything that you want to share with our audience is very accepted. So tell us how you got into those things in the first place. Um, because every holistic healer on their path, the time comes when they choose a direction and that direction opens up to a ton of wonderful possibilities. So when did you know that you were unique and special and you were starting to move in that direction? Oh, that's an interesting question. Actually, what happened to me is I got sick 
And that is really what turned me on to, oh, I can't just ignore this body vessel of mine. Oh, I can't just ignore my spiritual life or my soul. Um, there's, there's a bigger picture here. You know, I was your typical Manhattan marketing executives. I had the six-figure job, but that also meant the six-figure waistline. Um, and I had a really really fun, intense life and really interesting work, but it wasn't holistic or balanced in any way. So personally at that time, I was in an abusive relationship. I wasn't in balance with my personal relationships. I was, you know, sacrificing my personal health to work harder at a job. So I wasn't in balance with how I was uh, working within capitalism. And at that time, my grandmother dies and she dies at the age of 85. And that's really notable for me and my family because all of my great grandmothers had lived into their late 90s, had lived into over 100. And so to have my grandmother, who supposedly had all the benefit of all the modern medical technology we have today, to die before her mothers, who, you know, had access to much less of the medicine we have today, um, it really stopped me in the tracks, my tracks, and made me realize that the way that I was living um, without balance and without care for the holistic picture um, wasn't sustainable. And that's what really got me into to researching women's wellness and, and what were we going to do if we had done all this work to create a healthier society and we were actually dying earlier and we were sicker than my grandparents. I, I just, I was flabbergasted. And so that's what, uh, you know, I actually took the leave from the, from her funeral and started to research, okay, what's possible? How can we turn women on to new health options and alternative health options? And uh, it happened that Colorado and Washington had legalized cannabis that year in 2014. So I went out to Denver, Colorado to see what legalized cannabis looked like for women in April, on April 20th of 2014. And it honestly didn't look that great at that time. <laughs> It was still a pretty, you know, um, masculine culture in cannabis in 2014. And I, I remember I went to this huge expo, you know, hundreds of booths and, and it's 420. We're all so excited. Um, and I found there was like only one female business owner in the entire expo. And I was like, oh, well, that, that's a myth because, you know, I know personally, from my health that cannabis had been this incredible asset to learning how to relax um, and, and decreasing anxiety, so many benefits for me. And I also knew that women weren't necessarily gonna go to um, you know, the, the typical bros and get into cannabis. So I really wanted everyone to be able to offer cannabis products. And, and so that's where we came down to, oh, well, let's start something that encourages women to start their own cannabis companies so that they're creating the products and the lifestyles and the health choices that assist the women out there into making better choices for themselves. What an incredible story. So much has gone on in your life and what a huge shift and change as well. I'm so proud of you for opening the space up to so many other women. Yeah, 
Thank you. Definitely. And, you know, and before I was working with women in cannabis, I was working with women in tech and I was part of an organization called Women 2.0. We were trying to get more women venture capital funding to start tech companies. And, you know, we, we worked at that organization for something like seven years and the amount of funding going to women went from like 5% to 7%. It was, it was just abysmal um, in terms of the amount of progress that we were able to make in that format. So it was really exciting to come into cannabis and it, it to be kind of a fresher start. Um, we, we really hoped to support more women and we got a bunch of women to start businesses, but of course not all those businesses have survived. Um, so it's still very much an ongoing um, fight to have women represented and of course people of color represented within cannabis. We're seeing more and more attention being brought to female movement in cannabis, but I definitely think bringing our attention to it, even today in our podcast, is so beneficial. So thank you for bringing that up. I do appreciate that. So as the you know former CEO and co-founder, was that your main focus for Women Grow? Yeah, that was that was a really interesting ride that I got to um, be on from 2014 to about 2017. Um, and and I'll, I'll just be totally genuine with you. What happened to, in my experience of it was, is we got so many people excited. You know, we were on the cover of magazines, um, all the stuff. We got so many people excited that I literally burned out, unable to really channel um, and direct that energy in a constructive way. Um, and so I really learned how even in my activism, even in my best intention, even in my going to save the world, I had actually burnt myself out in the same way as if I had had my old job in Manhattan. Um, and so that was a, a really large learning process um, for me and, and something that cannabis, LSD, MDMA, um, magic mushrooms were a big part of my recovery process and my healing process after burning out. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about your healing process and using those psychedelic experiences uh, and plant medicine to get you back on a balanced, correct path or track for you. Absolutely. So I came from the frame of really chasing external validation growing up. You know, I got to school and they said, well, if you get these degrees and you study these things, then you'll be happy and free. And so I did that and I wasn't. And so I went and I got the job that I was supposed to get and I still wasn't happy or free. And I, then I founded the company I was supposed to found and the movement and I still wasn't happy or free. <laughs> Um, and, and it, so after doing all the things that I had been told bring me joy, I realized that, um, my, my joy and my happiness wasn't going to come from the external world. Um, and then I had to really cultivate that within myself. So LSD, it happened to be a pivotal tool for, for me and working through having to rewire my brain from constantly seeking what would please other people, what is the culture telling me to do, what is my economics telling me I need to do, to realign into, okay, let's reach within and say, what, what, what actually does make me happy? What, what do I want to do? What's my inner truth? And uh, it's a combination for me of, of meditation and LSD that let me find that inner truth, align to it, and then do the hard work of like making decisions in alignment with myself instead of 
what would be easier or what, you know, might got have advertised to me on TV last night. <laughs> I love it. I love the fact that you just dove in and started using these things to kind of pivot, right? And successfully pivot, obviously. Um, can you tell us why that was your particular choice? Like the LSD and meditation, why that was your one go-to? Uh, so honestly, in, in this period of time, which is, uh, you know, 2017 until recently, I probably tried everything at least once. So, you know, it, you know, from intense iboga ceremonies um, to, you know, casual mushroom walking and hikes in the woods. Um, and, and the reason why I went out and tried almost everything was um, I really like, I like get going all in. I like diving completely into something and really discovering everything that's there. And I've learned by being on the edge of, of things um, that some things that I like for 60 days or a year actually turn out not to be great after a while. So there are, uh, there are molecules or ethnogens that, well, not ethnogens, but there's molecules that I used to that I really liked for maybe six months that I thought were useful that after getting more practice with them, I was like, oh, there's, there's better options. And so when I wanted to start recommending cannabis to folks through my work with Women Grow, I was recommending cannabis based off of 20 years of personal experience with cannabis. So I had really high confidence in the cannabis we were recommending. Um, and so when I found LSD useful for myself, I decided that I was going to do LSD every week for two years to test the safety and efficacy of that protocol um, before I recommended it to anyone else. And I actually, I still haven't recommended that protocol to anyone else. I'm still in research on that protocol. Um, the book that I've published recently is cir cir circles around MDMA, magic mushrooms and cannabis, because those are the ones that I have the mo very most experience with. And I cannot wait to get into that book. As soon as we return from our commercial break, we are going to jump right into it and hopefully you can give us some of the tips out of that book, uh, the safe safety tips of psychedelic use. And then I want to get into some other things. You're balancing your personal relationships and your spiritual growth and your physical, emotional stability, like all these things, especially as women growing businesses, we need to really pay attention to. So it happens to be that time in our podcast where we're going to give a short little shout out to a local aligned business that I love so very much. And I think that you will too. We will be right back. Stay with us, Jasmine. You are listening to the Quantum Alignment Podcast with Dr. Pepper Hernandez on KZZHLP 96.7, community radio from Access Humboldt. We hope this information helps you on your path of holistic health and wellness. For a complete list of past guests and episodes, go to quantumalignmentpodcast.com. Welcome back. Thank you so much for taking time to be present with us 
Jasmine, I am so excited to get into your book and the inside guide to safety tips. So let's just jump right in there. Tell us a little bit about your book and how you were prompted to create that. Absolutely. Well, I was at a psychedelics conference, you know, maybe like in 2018. And I remember the keynote speaker there was a reporter who had, I think, microdosed on psilocybin for 30 days and claimed she didn't have any other experience with psychedelics and wrote a book. And that's, you know, what they were interviewing for. And I was like, oh man, they couldn't find anybody who said they did more than 30 days of microdosing to explain this. <laughs> I mean, that's not a lot of, that's not a lot of information to base this, this, this keynote experience on. Uh, and, and so it, it made me examine myself and I was like, oh, well, you know, you know, do I have enough experience to share with folks? And I felt that in cannabis with MDMA, and with psilocybin or magic mushrooms, I really did have uh, foundational experiences with all of those molecules in a way that allow me to set up containers for folks to also have transformative experiences with those molecules. And so that's what I was doing. <laughs> My life was um, you know, creating experiences for folks, um, which sometimes included these amazing plants. And then COVID happened and all of a sudden, all of the events or the circles or the healing work that was happening had to shut down. And it became clear that we were going to be going inside for some period of time. And so, while I was personally quarantined on a farm in Maui. I sat down and I wrote my instructions for how to create uh, transformational experiences with MDMA, magic mushrooms, and cannabis for yourself into the inside guide. And it's super short. It's simple. It's very sweet and simple. Um, just enough information for you to have your own direct experience with these things and not spend years researching. Where can we find that guide? Absolutely. So the inside guide is available at the inside.guide, If you want to grab it direct from me, or you can get it through Amazon as well. Um, and if you want to head over to the inside.guide, we're actually, I'm actually offering the first six chapters for free as a free download. So you can get all of my safety tips for working with psychedelics, either by yourself or even with a partner, um, while in public, while having sex, all my safety chapters on giving away for free. Um, and you can get those today. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for doing that for the world and the community. And, you know, safety tips are things that people really need because as we jump more and more into these type of psychedelic experiences, um, shaman experiences, spiritual experiences, people absolutely need a guide. And if it's not a physical human guide, as in um, the way ancient cultures have done it, at least a pamphlet to get ready for that particular experience, right? So I love the fact that you built one and created one knowing that there was a need. 
what are just say the top three across the board tips that we can pull from that guide that you want to share with us today? Ooh, wow. There's so many tips in here and I love them all. So it's really hard. You're like asking me to choose my favorite children, <laughs> which is a beautiful, beautiful question. Um, I think, you know, a lot of the the stuff in here is, is what I would call common sense. Um, so let me grab out something that's maybe a little less, um, obvious for folks. Um, and, oh, let's, do you want to talk about sexual safety actually a little bit? So sexual safety and, and my tips around sexual safety are probably, um, the most controversial part of this book, um, at the, at a top level, once you are in an altered state of consciousness, it's actually impossible for you to fully consent to any sex act. And so even talking about sex and psychedelics at the same time is, a, is pretty edgy. Um, and so what I do in the book is set up kind of three different levels of trust or levels of play that you can try if you decide to explore sex on psychedelics. Again, it may not be an area that you're interested in, but there's so many folks who, uh, including myself, who were interested in that and maybe had some good experiences and some bad experiences. So I, I pulled together some tips um, that I recommend for psychedelic play. Um, and the first one is play with partners that you've played with while you're sober. Um, you know, mixing first-time partners and maybe a first-time psychedelic experience is very overwhelming. Um, so it's, it's, it's much easier to just explore, you know, someone you've already explored before when you're already exploring yourself with a molecule. <laughs> um, another option is to decide what your boundaries are while you're sober and trust that you're going to stay within those boundaries once you start using psychedelics. Um, and I go in the book about uh, using, you know, uh, words like yellow, green, or red to help cue your partner in terms of where you are and if you're ready for more, if you need to slow down. Um, and then one of my other favorite tips, you know, people will say, oh, consent, it's just, it's just not sexy. It just, I just don't, I don't want to have to ask um, for everything. Um, and so what I invite people to play with is play with fantasizing and check in play with saying "Ooh, you know I would really love to you know touch your thighs right now would you like that um, and adding some verbal permission to your seduction style I think is really important if you're going to play in these uh, darker corners you might say <laughs> I love all those tips. And I think, you know, as you're speaking about them and you're speaking about sexuality safety, when you're partaking in some of these psychedelic activities, uh, you may be one of the first people I've ever heard to actually openly talk about that. And I think it's so extremely important, especially in the climate or in today's climate that we communicate about those effectively prior to consumption. So thank you for making that a part of your book, The Inside Guide. I really appreciate that. And you had mentioned MDMA, 
Do you want to tell us a little bit, especially the listeners, what that is, where it comes from, and and how you go about using that? Because each and every plant medicine or molecule or chemical component, I feel calls to a person for a particular reason. Do you want to share about that? What I love to use all psychedelics for, including MDMA, is to give me a direct experience of a emotional state, or maybe you could say a vibration, or we'll just say a state of being that I want to be able to embody without the psychedelic. So let me let me say that once again, which is what what I'm looking for is for MDMA to tell me what does it feel like when I am in full joy, curiosity, um, you know, give me that body experience of what that feels like. And then uh, I'm going to slowly get back to that place using things that aren't MDMA, using things like meditation. Um, and so that's been the, the big unlock for me is, is getting to practice these expanded, amazing heart opening states of being with MDMA a couple times a year. And then just recently being able to get to a state in my meditation practice that feels like I am on MDMA, um, consistently. So MDMA was a pharmaceutical, um, that was originally, um, used in couples therapy and was popular in the 50s and 60s for couples therapy. And uh, it was outlawed. And we're currently now in phase three drug trials to re-allow uh, re MDMA as a prescription medicine in um, therapeutic environments. Of course, while all that's happening, MDMA is available um, through black market and gray market channels. And I've uh, personally had uh, a lot of healing and a lot of reprogramming by mindfully choosing to do MDMA with people that I'm looking to heal relationships with. Um, and also doing some um, guided MDMA therapy with a practitioner where uh, a practitioner structured a specific MDMA experience to do healing around self-love. Um, and so if you are looking at kind of, you know, your, your stack and you're saying, you know, I really want to do something that uh, is heart opening, that really teaches me where love and joy and all those yummy things can be. Um, MDMA is a, is a really interesting molecule set to, to help you play with that. And so can you talk me through um, an MDMA session for self-healing that is orchestrated by a practitioner? Yeah, absolutely. And, and this actually is similar whether you're orchestrating it for yourself, or if you have someone helping you, um, you know, I give a lot of this process in the inside guide and a lot of it is, is very common sense. It's, it's very similar to, to using other psychedelics. Um, it's about creating, um, 
the time and the space for that experience. So, you know, maybe you're taking a ritual bath beforehand to cleanse yourself before the experience. Maybe you're cleaning your ceremonial space or you're setting it with specific objects that are important to you that represent love. Um, maybe you're getting out your softest, most decadent um, pillows and clothing and you're going to swab yourself up in, you know, with beautiful silks and feathers. Um, and then, you know, for example, if you're working with a practitioner, um, the practitioner that I worked with, uh, her job was uh, essentially to keep me honest. <laughs> and so, you know, she's of course uh, administering the medicine in the amount that she thinks is gonna be most beneficial for me at that time. Um, but, but in that experience, she was there for me to, to say things as they came to and, and for her to reflect back to me what I was putting out so that I could have more consciousness around there so I could digest um, what was happening as it was happening. Um, what's nice about working with a practitioner is, is, is they will help you integrate the knowledge. Well, ideally, a practitioner will help you integrate the knowledge um, that comes out in your session. And sometimes doing a session by yourself and integrating it all yourself is, is a little overwhelming. <laughs> I love this idea. And we're definitely pro-therapy on our show. We're definitely pro-positivity, self-love, self-growth, all the good stuff. And it sounds like your personal habits and daily rituals for yourself do include doing this deeper self-love reprogramming, as you call it. Um, are there other things that you're doing on a daily basis or a weekly basis that you're doing for self-love and self-healing to get yourself as spiritually and quantumly aligned as possible? <laughs> yes. Uh, I, well, I've, I've got quite a bit of, of I've got quite a bit of things I love to do for myself. My daily practice is to wake up around sunrise and do yoga and meditation, and then play songs on the ukulele. <laughs> Um, so those are my favorite practices right now is, is about, you know, every morning it's about getting the movement going, getting the breath going, and then doing the deep cleaning of my mind with the meditation. I had an old habit of waking up and just believing everything I was thinking. <laughs> and you do that enough times and you're like, oh, well, that didn't work out the way I wanted to, or, oh, I just picked a fight with my partner when that wasn't their fault at all. Um, and so I learned that I needed my own morning practice in the same way that my body wanted a shower in the morning to kind of cleanse off the energy of the day before my mind needed a shower. And that is a meditation and yoga practice for me every day. And then the playing an instrument and singing, um, is just for me, a really fun practice to really activate my brain and, and to play with a new talent. I love to always be learning thing new. Um, I'm working on having a certification for every letter in the alphabet right now, um, not for financial purposes, but just because I love to learn. Um, so yeah, my, my morning practice is all about, you know, clearing out what was there before and kind of setting my mode and my intention for the day. And then once a week, I lead a silent meditation day. So we, we've got folks in silence um, doing five hours of meditation over the day and yoga and cold plunging in a creek and all of those amazing, delicious self-care practices that just 
don't happen if I've got my phone in front of me to distract me. But when we turn all the screens off for the day, I can really refocus on my body and my breath. Oh, I love this. And you know, what's coming to mind is that we both are on the clubhouse app. And I think that's where I connected with you first off and you were sharing just amazing tips like this. And so are you over on the clubhouse apps often? I haven't been doing it as often, but I think I need to get back on there because I think there is a a group of folks who are really exploring what's next. And I want to be part of that conversation. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's where we tuned in first because I was geeking out there. Then I started tuning in with your Instagram and following you and your beautiful partner, Miley. And so, yeah. And then I had to have you on the show. (laughs) Everything that you've shared has been so extremely helpful and everything that you're doing in your world and your reality is helping everyone around you. So thank you so much for being here. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for having this show and this platform and just putting attention on, on alignment and balance so these folks can get to the, the quantum next steps. I'm so excited. <laughs> Thanks for taking the time to be on the show, of course, to help encourage others to get one step closer to their highest aligned self, the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies. And to you, the listener, thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Thanks for listening. And let's make this your very best life ever. This episode has been brought to you by Chocolate con Churros.